Thank you for tuning into the Monocle Dynasty Podcast, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. Your hosts dive deep on players, rankings, strategies, and much more. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Monocle Dynasty. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to the Monocle, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. I'm your host, Dynasty Coach A, and tonight we have a very special episode where we are going to be doing a rookie mock draft. Uh, We're doing it live. I am being joined by, in order, at Levi Valentine, at FF Tyler O, at FF underscore Spaceman, and at Aaron Wilcox 86. Uh, Kevin Bois is also drafting with us, but unfortunately, uh, his wife was not too happy with him jumping on another pod, so he's going to be a, a silent partner in this one. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and uh, and get started. Oh man, the, the, the private chat's already popping. We got Lamar talk going already, <laughs> but... Um, let's not waste any time and let's go ahead and get started and then we'll do all the pleasantries and everything afterward uh let's start this bad boy and spaceman is on the clock so the big debate right now at the 101 in superflex is mark willis everyone likes to call him because he's not really good (laughs) enough to be called malik because he's just a guy (laughs) and malik sounds cool I don't want to draft Malik Willis 101 because the thing with 101s is I like to draft good players, and that's not what Malik Willis is with a 30% sack rate at freaking Liberty University. So I want a player who's, you know, who has it. production rivaled to Brees, I mean, to Saquon Barkley. He's not Jonathan Taylor, but I want someone in that that tier of players in my 101, and that's why I'm draft, drafting Brees Hall here. And so, and just before everyone goes like, oh, well, people can get better in the NFL, you know, Josh Allen, blah, blah, blah. Well, take a look at Drew Locke. That's what happens usually when you draft a sucky quarterback. And I don't want to draft Mark Willis or a.k.a. Malik Willis at the 101. Brees Hall here, baby. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that brings up Aaron on the clock. Yes, and we could get into a whole segment on Malik Willis uh, and, you know, kind of compare contrast how he is in relation to, let's say, a Trey Lance, but that'll be for another day, right? And that leaves me at the 102, of course, tricky spot to be in, in my opinion. I told you guys, I think it's the worst spot to be in when you can't trade out of it, at least. So in a mock like this, tough position, do I reach for maybe the RB2 in the class? I'm, I'm going to go with the R, uh, sorry, the wide receiver one, Traylon Burks, the guy who I think has alpha upside, um, he's more athletic than what his his measurables and his testing showed. And honestly, I just like his profile. So I'm going wide receiver, Traylon Burks. Nikhil Harry 2.0 at 102. Wow. You hate to see it. No. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave. Up Levi. Yeah, I'm going to leave Bruce Willis uh, for diehard fan. Uh, Kevin next year, so I'm going to go a different route. Uh, and I'm going to go with my running back, too, which is Kenneth Walker. Good size. Not a prolific receiver, but I think he's going to get you a lot of production on the ground. Uh, excellent season at Michigan State last year, and a pretty good season at Wake Forest in 2020. So I like him, uh, and I think that he's going to be a reliable running back one, uh, fringe running back one uh, over the next few seasons, even in PPR. <laughs> Kevin's uh, Kevin's commenting at least. Uh, I think he was saying trash to uh, Spaceman's takes, and then he loves that Levi let him slide. So this might actually be the first time that, uh, like, the first mock I've ever seen Willis not go in the first three. <laughs> 
And so that leaves Kevin up. Um, I'm assuming he's taking Malik Willis. I saw him uh, take him at 101 in a, in a mock draft yesterday, so I can't imagine he's not taking the, And there he goes, Malik Willis. I'm now on the clock. So, and John, before I, you go, John, I could maybe yeah? say what Kevin was going to say is that Kevin likes drafting bad quarterbacks, so that's why he's <laughs> drafting the 104. And so that's just kind of – no, I'm just – I'm just with Kevin. I'm drafting with uh, him next week, so I can't wait to actually have that conversation. <laughs> I love it. Um, and actually, I guess I should have kind of talked about it a little bit, but we're going to be doing two picks for each round. So there's six of us, obviously 12 picks. Um, so we're going to be doing 10 rounds, but uh, technically it's it's five. Uh, so this will be my first pick of the round, and I'm very happy. I don't have a lot of 105s, but if I was to get Garrett Wilson here at 105, I would be extremely happy with that. Um, I just... I love the player. Very exciting. I can't wait to see where he goes. But um, here at 105, I feel like I feel like that's a steal, really. So 106. Um, I got to say, I'm a little salty with Levi. This is usually where I like to grab Kenneth Walker. I feel like he's usually here for me around 105, 106. So he's usually my my best case scenario here. Um, you know, at this point in time, I'm not necessarily thrilled to make this pick, but it's it's almost expected. Um, and that's going to be Drake London, wide receiver. Um, some people have him as high as wide receiver one. I'm not exactly there yet, but wide receiver three, it's right where he lands in my ranking. So this is one of those ranks where uh, – or one of those times when I'm, I'm fine with the pick. Um, you know, I think he can improve a bit as a route runner, uh, but I, he provides big playability, um, great great size, great ball skills. Um, I think his instincts when the ball's in the air is probably some of the best in the class. Um, definitely think he can develop into that alpha wide receiver. Um, think he has a little work to do, but at 106, um, pretty happy with, with uh, grabbing Drake London here. Yeah, he could easily go as one of the first, if not the first wide receiver in the actual NFL draft. So uh, great pick there. And Spaceman is back up at the 107. Now this is actually gets tricky for me here because then you have Isaiah Spiller who has fallen down some ranks. He originally was my, I, before I really dove into these prospects, Isaiah Spiller was my RB2. Now he's my RB3. And now it comes down to that or my wide receivers. I'm not ready to go quarterback yet just because I think this is a, you know, I don't want to go with Christian Ponder or anything like that here at this part in the middle of the first round. So I think I'm going to stick to a, a wide receiver who's in a separate tier for me. But would I be shocked if he was the best wide receiver in this class? Yeah, probably. But still, I like saying that. Just to make myself feel better about this risky pick. And with Chris Olav or Olave, whatever you want to say. Who, where, I don't know what the kids are pronouncing it nowadays. But uh, he had just as good of a production as Garrett Wilson. They're neck going like flip flopping back and forth between who had the most targets, who had the most weighted dominator rating. There's all kinds of reasons why to go Chris Olave here for me. And it's basically one draft capital. And I'm not going to let be scared away that he's a fourth year uh, player. And he played at a just in a unique situation, Ohio State. You might want to actually make the pick. <laughs> oh, geez, John. See, I'm all I'm all nervous here, not like being out of my comfort zone, going wide receiver over the quarterbacks here. I'm going to make the pick. Final second. <laughs> Final second. Really left that was in there. That that was cutting it close. Uh, we were about to get some auto pick go, action going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's a little hot. I, what do you guys think of of Alave, uh, real quick, going at, at 107? I would have gone Spiller, but it's between Olave and Spiller. Okay. And that leaves Aaron up at 108. Yeah. I don't mind the Olave pick. 
I'm not sure that he really separates himself a lot in that next tier, like Dave alluded to. So here are wide receivers there that would have been understandable. I still like Isaiah Spiller. I know he's been trending down, but that can certainly turn around, assuming that he gets day two draft capital, which I see as a very possible outcome. And he has that workhorse size. Um, he has the workhorse ability. And I know that some of the analytical aspects of his profile, uh, you can poke some holes in it for sure. But I really like Isaiah Spiller's well-rounded skill set. And we saw a guy last uh, last year, Javante Williams, share backfield in college, wasn't the most athletic guy, had workhorse size. As long as he gets day two capital, I'm saying that Isaiah Spiller could be somewhat similar to him in um, his ability to remain a top dynasty asset. So I'll take him here. All right. So we got Isaiah Spiller going at 108. Levi is up. And uh, who are you taking? I am really debating here between Sam Howell, who's who I really want to take, but he seems to be slipping in mock drafts into that second round, which makes me a little bit nervous. He is my favorite of the remaining quarterbacks. And then the other one I'm debating is kind of Jameson Williams, who had the huge blow up here at Alabama, but is coming off an injury, uh, probably going to miss the start of the season, if not you know, a significant portion of the early season. But is projected to get some pretty good draft capital, uh, had an incredible season, so... Super flex, right? Is that where we're going with your John? Naturally. Of course. Of course. We don't do anything else. Ah, man. So I think I'm going to go with Jameson Williams just because I, I like the upside a lot and I do feel a little more comfortable. I love Sam Howell's prospect profile, but it makes me a little nervous that the mocks seem to be indicating maybe the NFL doesn't love him quite as much as I do. So Jameson yeah. Williams, probably not you know, someone who's going to be able to help you a lot early in the year, but at least someone I think who has a long-term career trajectory of being able to provide pretty good uh, return on your draft capital at this point in the draft. Yeah, I was going to say, is this redraft? Talk about the (laughs) beginning of the year. (laughs) I love how you were tilting at at 109 uh, with the, with the Jameson versus the the Howell, and and I'm I'm not even saying that you're wrong. Um, you know I like both of the players, but it's just, just funny that we're already getting a little bit of tilt. Uh, Kevin did not have any tilt. Uh, he took Desmond Ritter very quickly. Uh, apparently, he is all in on the uh, not so good quarterbacks this year. <laughs> <laughs> so so that leaves me up <laughs> at the one ten and. Uh, Honestly, I would have loved to have gotten Jameson Williams here. Uh, you know, I know there's a chance he could he could fall, but I, I did technically get sniped there. Uh, but honestly, I'm not even I'm not tilting or anything. I'm I'm actually pretty happy about it. This is where I'm going to take my QB one, and it's the one of the two that uh, Kevin took. This should have been the one or one of them at least, and it's Matt Corral. Um, sorry, but he's the QB one of this class. And, uh, oh, Kevin says he wanted Jameson and he hates you. <laughs> so I guess he, you did get a little, a little tilt out of it, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking Corral. I don't understand why people are hating on him. Um, like he, he really hasn't done anything that anything wrong, except for having like a sophomore year where he threw a lot of interceptions, but then he cleaned it up in his junior year. Um, or maybe, I'm sorry, maybe it was a senior year. Uh, I'm getting the years mixed up. But regardless, like he hit so many thresholds that I look that I look at for these like stud QBs. And go look at uh, my QB hit rate. It's pretty damn good. So <laughs> I'm taking Matt Corral here. I love the fact that I can get him at the in, in the late first, and uh, pretty happy about it. 
Tyler, you are up. This is a it's a toss up for me here um, between my highest wide receiver left here, but it being super flex, um, it is a pretty easy uh, Sam Howell pick here for me. Um, not entirely in love with the guy, but at the same time, like all this dude ever did was produce at the college level. Like it, it's pretty incredible. Um, and I think that is a bit discounted. You know, I think he could do a little bit and clean up, clean up some of the the technique of his game, but I think he has an NFL arm. Um, he's an NFL athlete. He's got great work ethic. Um, you know, I, one of the things I like about Sam Howell when I watch him is he, he, he plays, he plays relatively, I don't know how to, how to say it, but essentially like he doesn't play scared. Like I feel like he's calm. He's a calm presence and he does well. And there's a lot that I like about Sam Howell. I, I do question some of the upside that he might have, but at the same time I'm sitting here at one twelve, and Sam Howell falls to me in a super flex league. It's a pretty easy pull of the trigger. Yeah, I agree. And I'm sorry, I messed up the picks. I was at 111, not 110, obviously. And then Tyler at 112. Uh, so that brings Spaceman up at 201. Who are you taking? So this one's a pretty pretty easy choice for me because there, there is a little bit of a – this is a tier for me at wide receiver with Jamison Williams off the board that I'm, I, I'm willing to – that I'm not ready to break into, especially with my with my RB4 on the board and Rashad White. He – now he's a little bit older. He took a more unconventional path to the NFL. And I understand a lot of the film criticisms of these more of an upright runner doesn't look as fluid as some, as uh, some people would like to see from a running back. And there are some questions about the draft capital going to get with that pass catching upside. And if he gets that day two draft capital, the sky's the limit. This is what you want for someone who can go out there and get you 60, 70 targets in a season. And that's what Rashad White can do. He and he displayed the athleticism at a good size. So I'm going Rashad White. I like it. I guess the only concern really that I have is just, you know, people are talking about him going in the fourth round. And, you know, that's going to be a little risky if, uh, you know, especially taking him here at 201. But then again, if he actually goes in the fourth round, you probably won't have to take him at 201. Um, but I, I do like the player. I like the pick. And uh, Aaron, you're up. Yeah. I also like the player. I'm not sure what the NFL thinks of him, but I've liked him for a long time. He helped me in campus again leagues this last year, that's for sure. So for this next pick, I'm between two wide receivers here. I have a toss-up between George Pickens and Jahan Dodson. And I'm actually going to mix it up and go with Jahan Dodson here. I, they were very close for me, and I recently uh, bought into Pickens at a startup draft that I'm doing with a few of you, uh, Tyler and John and probably a bunch of people listening. So it's, and uh, Dave, of course, right. Um, forgetting everybody else who's in there. So I'm going with Jahan Dotson. I really do think that he could be a very, very good fantasy receiver. Maybe not a star. I'm not buying into him becoming a superstar or anything, but I also think that at this point in the second round, he's a safe pick and also a potentially very, um, very solid pick as well. I don't know. You're talking about not a superstar, but then do I need to show them all of the clips that you've sent me over the past year of Jahan Dotson just mossing people? Because <laughs> I can do it. I got the receipts. John's a big-time film watcher. Oh, yeah. I mean, give me all those YouTube highlight clips. <laughs> Levi, you're on the clock. I was debating between the same two receivers that Aaron was, so he made it pretty easy for me going Dotson, and I'm going to go Pickens, who had the big breakout year as a freshman at Georgia, uh, struggled a little bit in the sophomore year in only eight games, and then had the injury in spring of his junior year before coming back to kind of play a limited role in their run for the national championship. Uh, 
Brock Bowers kind of broke out there and took a lot of the targets in that offense. But I think Pickens, when he was on the field and healthy, looked like he had as much upside as anybody in this class. Great size uh, at 6'3", 200 pounds. So uh, I like his uh, opportunity that he probably is in line to get in the NFL a lot. I'm just hopeful that you know he's going to get the draft capital that some people think he might. I'm a little skeptical on that, but at this point in the draft, I think he had to kind of take a shot on him and see how it pans out. Yeah, I know he's definitely one that people are, uh, he's very uh, hit or miss for people. So, you know, th- this feels like a good time to take him, though, right around that uh, that 203. Then we got Kevin DuBois taking Sky Moore at, uh, at 204. That's uh, spicy. I, I mean, I know he's getting a lot of love, but woof. He's the wide receiver one for some of these big talking heads on Twitter, so why not, right? No, I, I don't. I don't hate that pick by Kevin at all. If I'm taking a swing, we're in the we're in the especially we we were waffling in the mid first here, if you guys remember. And you guys, you can get you can get a uh, Sky Moore here in the second. It's, it's almost like a toss up here. I don't mind taking a stab at that kind of production profile here. No, and and I wasn't really like talking shit about it or anything like that. I, I think it's a good pick. I just. There's like you said. There's plenty of people that have him as like a top five wide receiver, and then there's some people who are just completely out on him. But I, uh, I'm, I guess I'm kind of in the middle, and I just I haven't really paid attention to a lot of mocks, and so I, maybe this is around where he's been going. But uh, it's just interesting to see there. I am up, and I uh, was talking the whole time and not really paying attention to who I was going to pick. But I now know who I'm going to pick, and uh, it's the next guy on my list. It's pretty easy. It's uh, David Bell. Wide receiver, he has been my boy for probably two years now. Uh, he he was my wide receiver one in uh, Debbie for a little bit. That didn't that didn't uh, last too long, but uh, he obviously we know about the speed. You know he doesn't he doesn't quite have the speed. The forty time was not spectacular. The athleticism isn't the greatest, but just everything about his production profile screams stud player. Um, I guess there's a little bit of concern about whether or not he's going to get the draft capital. I'm not that concerned. I think it'll be a third round pick at worst. Um, so, you know, if that's the case, I, I love getting him here. Me, a fool sitting here thinking, wow, I'm about to get David Bell at 206 for getting the Johns right ahead of me. Um, so, yeah, that's not happening. But it, it does make my decision easy. Um, I'm at 206. I don't think Kenny Pickett's very good at football, but he's probably going to go in the first round, and it's 206, so I'm taking Kenny Pickett. I mean, it's just a value pick at this point. It's super flex. Um, I think Howell, you know, felled me at 112, Pickett at, at 206. Like, I, I believe in Howell a lot more than Pickett, but I also believe that Pickett's going in the first round, and NFL teams actually like him, maybe in the top 10, top 15. So at the 206, a top 15 quarterback, it's a pretty easy call here. Yeah, I think you explained it perfectly. Like you said, super flex, QB that's going to be drafted in the first round, most likely. Uh, pretty smash pick there. Who you got, Dave? I like that too. I mean, he's some people's QB1, so you getting him, get him here. You got to love that. Uh, and then, so from at least from an NFL perspective, they're QB1. Uh, but then, for me, this is actually a real, there's a teardrop as soon as, as soon as David Bell's off the board, I start to to panic here. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is, I no longer want to make any more picks in my rookie drafts. Trade out, trade out. Trade out. Yeah, I'm going to think about it. I got to keep my eyes on the clock here. That one second uh, thing spooked me a little bit earlier. So I'm trying to get my my composure back. But this is, 
I just remember this guy being talked about two two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and he was unathletic, boring, you know. And also, I'm assuming this. Uh, I'm going to give it away here. Trey McBride. I'm assuming this is a three point tight end premium. So I'm going to go with <laughs> Trey McBride because he's got the production profile and he's got decent size. And with that four five or that four five four whatever forty at this pro day, definitely the requisite athleticism. Not I'm not worried about having to wait a couple years for a tight end at this spot in the draft. So I guess I'm actually going to, after all that talk about being worried about taking my, I almost forgot this. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the pick. Uh, honestly, you were talking about a teardrop. It literally is a teardrop after Trey McBride for me. Uh, so I definitely love that pick. I don't understand how people thought that he wasn't going to be athletic. I, I don't get it. I don't even watch film. i just looking at the numbers. You can tell the guy's fucking athletic. <laughs> yeah, right. Film grinder. So this, this is when oh, the real show starts. This is when the real show starts here. All the players we like are off the board now. Now, now, it's, what do we do? It's very true. Yeah, this is going to be the fun part. But Aaron, we've taken up enough of your time. Who you got? No, no, I, uh, I really don't want to pick your guys. Who wants to trade up? <laughs> um, so I'm between a couple of running backs, a wide receiver here. I will go. I'm probably one of the higher guys in the industry on Wandale Robinson. I'm going to go him here. The guy's just athletic. I know he's undersized, and we have all the recency bias against uh, players such as Rondale Moore. I just think that Wendell Robinson is a playmaker. He has a pretty good production profile, actually, and especially since he's transitioning from being a running back going into college and playing as a running back early on in his career. So that's my pick here. Uh, Tell me why I'm wrong. I don't hate it. I mean, obviously, people are just out because of the size. But, you know, I think the problem is that we're comparing two completely different players with Rondale and Wandale. Even though they're, they're the same size. They're, their names sound so much alike. But, yeah, they're just they're literally two completely different players. And um, so I, I don't mind it. Once again, I think it's one of those things where you might not even have to take them here. But, you know, it's just go get your guy at this point. Uh, but, you know, so many people are out on him just because he's 5'8". <laughs> I'm going to go with the other Robinson here uh, with my pick, uh, Brian Robinson. Uh, 6'2", 225, he's got great size. He weighed his turn at Alabama behind Najee Harris and finally got the opportunity to be the lead back this year. And he made the most of it, 1,300 yards, 16 total touchdowns, and showed a lot of ability in the receiving game, 35 receptions, almost 300 yards. And so I think you have someone here who has an outside shot uh, at being a contributor on all three downs in the NFL He's getting pretty good uh, draft capital projected by NFL Mock Draft Database, currently going late on day two uh, in the third round, about 90th overall. So I don't think he's going to ever be someone who's like a top five back in the NFL or anything like that. But if he gets in the right situation, I think he could be someone who is a reliable higher end running back too for you. Uh, And there are a lot of things to like when you look at his profile. (laughs) Go ahead and grab him. Grab him. Grab him. Now – does it bother you that he's already over the AJ picks for running backs uh, at all? <laughs> at this point in the draft, it doesn't really like, yeah, he's 23. He spent a lot of time in college, but you're getting him here at what, the 209. So I think it's hard to find a lot of backs that you'd feel that good about at this point. And he's one that I feel better than most. Yeah, no, I, I a lot of people love him and, and are talking about him going like second round, like you were saying. So, 
I mean, I, I definitely don't hate the pick. Uh, Kevin takes John Mechie. I think we might have a couple of Mechie truthers in here. Um, at least I know some of the guys I talk to on a pretty regular basis are, are big Mechie fans or think he's underrated. Um, I'm not the biggest fan, but he's not terrible. He's just, I don't know, he's one of those guys that just kind of like doesn't wow me, I, I guess. But I, <laughs> I am up here and I am... All right, now I'm I'm starting to tilt a little bit. <laughs> it's getting a little bit. It's getting a little bit uh, more more gross here. I I really thought that uh, that my guy was going to drop, but he did not. But I'm going to go ahead and take um, another player that I really like that is getting some. Actually, he doesn't. He really doesn't have a lot of buzz, so I probably don't have to take him here. But he's just kind of become like my guy, I guess. And it's Jalen Tolbert. Uh, I, I really have become, <laughs> uh, apparently I sniped uh, Spaceman here, so I guess it works out pretty well, but uh, Tolbert's uh, one of those wide receivers that just really stands out in my model, uh, even though he, you know he's, he's coming from uh, from a small school and everything, uh, just, I know you don't get a lot of hit, hits with those guys, but I think if there was going to be one, staying, taking him here at the uh, end of the second, I really don't mind it at all. And so that leaves Tyler up. I just want to go on record that I am officially letting Christian Watson fall to the third, and I'm happy about it. Um, but oh, with that, it. with that said, um, it, it is tough here. But I'm going to go with um, Tyler Algier. Um, you know, it's end of the second round, two twelve. He's not an explosive runner, but I think he's very instinctive. Um, he's quicker than he is fast. You know, I, I think he can catch some balls. Um, you know, I, I've seen some comps out there, like talking about like James Conner. I mean, it's probably a little bit of a reach, but I also don't hate it. Um, but I'm at 212. I'm at this point in the draft when I personally like to start hammering running backs just to like hope for some upside over a lot of these wide receivers I don't believe in. Um, he is, I ideally, you know, Levi again, like I was hoping for Walker to follow me at 106 and I was hoping for Brian Robinson to follow me at the 212. So Levi's just sniping me across the board here, but um, I'm fine with this pick. Not, not over the moon with it, but he he's my highest running back left. I don't really like any of the wide receiver or quarterback or tight end options. So it's a very mad pick, but I like the guy and I think there's some potential to, uh, to be a bell cow in the future. No, I agree. I think it's smart to, to go ahead and, and transition into the running backs here at this point. Uh, there's not too many of the wide receivers that I love left. I mean, there's some, but uh, definitely good time to transition. Spaceman, who you got? I'm counting on my fingers here because that's what we do. The uh, data nerds is we use our fingers a lot to do our counting. And I have six effing picks left, and I have no idea what I'm going to be doing. I am petrified to be on camera making <laughs> six more picks because this is just absolute shit to choose from. Here and everyone who wants to trade me a third round pick, 2022 third round pick, I just want to give them the freaking middle finger and say, go F yourself in any type of real deal negotiations because <laughs> who the hell knows if these guys are any good here. And I've been pretty, I'm pretty, pretty rough on the uh, film crowd here. And I know everyone knows how important the senior bowl is and just how much that really matters. That one all star game totally changes everyone's, oh, I, I got it here, everyone's opinion. I'm going Christian Watson just because I need to do a little olive branch of the film crew here. And, you know, the guy who couldn't with all with just unbelievable athleticism, couldn't do anything in in whatever division D2 FCS. FCS. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Yeah, that's the guy I'm... I want to take right here in the third round just so I can say, hey, 
Hey, everyone who likes him, thank you for wasting my third, my 301 in a super flex draft. <laughs> I, I trusted you. I went Christian Watson here because his production profile sucks. <laughs> I, I'm so proud of us that Malik Willis wasn't in the top three and, and Christian Watson wasn't in the top two rounds. I'm so proud. Well, the good news is, Dave, that you can certainly sell Watson. I'm sure MG or, or somebody else uh, somebody else out there is going to be interested in Watson. I don't think it's a bad pick at that phase. I did like Tyler's point two picks to go with when he took Algier, though I'm not an Algier guy necessarily, hammering running back here. I'm hoping that a guy gets day two capital and or a, um, a nice role in a backfield. That's where I got to go. So I have a couple guys that have been eyeing up here. I'm going to go with Zamir White, capable of that workhorse role. And I know he's had that uh, injury history, some ACL tears in his past, but he's really put together some more consistency here late in his career at Georgia. And I think that there's upside to be had there. So Zamir White is my pick here. Todd Gurley light, if you will. <laughs> the the yeah. arth- knee arthritis and, and everything else that goes along with it. Five-star pedigree also yeah yeah i definitely don't mind in the third round levi's up oh aaron once again made my decision easy for me i had zamir white and jerome ford kind of teed up here and he took white so i'm gonna go with ford who has again pretty good size here 210 pounds ran a good 40 yard dash 4.46 so pretty good speed score not great burst or agility but you know what in the third round, you kind of got to take what you can get. Was at Alabama for a couple of years before he transferred to Cincinnati and had kind of a breakout year here in his fourth year out of high school in 2021. Uh, but when, again, 1,300 yards, pretty good reception total at 21. Uh, so uh, a guy who could do a little bit of it all, I think he'd probably be able to carve out a role in a backfield in the NFL, even if it's not as a lead back. And that I think that has value here in the third round. Yeah, Ford is uh, somebody that I was very excited about. Uh, one of the mock drafts that we did on uh, the Debbie Devotional, I took him around this time, I think, in the third round. Um, he's fallen a little bit for me since then, or maybe guys have moved up above him. But, man, he is exciting and explosive. We know that for sure. Um, and then another guy that uh, you know, is maybe a little exciting that Kevin took is James Cook. I definitely like him here in the third. You know, I think this is a perfect time for those guys, Zamir White, Jerome Ford, James Cook, um, definitely a good time for those running backs. I think I think a lot of people learn lessons from taking some of the wide receivers um, over some of the running backs last year, and we don't want to take too much from just one uh, one year, you know. So it's probably going to overcorrect this year, where everyone's just going to be taking every single running back off the board in, until you know, before any of these wide receivers that are left. But uh, but these are guys that I think can actually produce for an NFL team. So I, I don't hate it at all. Uh, so that it leaves me up here. And I'm probably going to be reaching a little bit here. But it's just a guy that I like. Um, I Honestly, I don't hear his name talked about too too often. So it's probably, like I said, I, I could probably wait a little bit. But I'm just going to go ahead and take him here. Hope he gets some good draft capital. And it's another tight end. It's Isaiah Likely. Um, I, he hits basically like every box that I, or that I want checked. Um, and I've just, I've seen everything, uh, that I want to see, whether it be from the, from the height, the size, the, you know, the, the combine, uh, obviously comes from a small school, coastal Carolina. But if you watch coastal Carolina, they dominated some teams. 
and uh, they, they were very good. I like the quarterback there too, but you know, just everything about uh, like league screams like an exciting uh, athletic tight end, and I just want to see what happens. And that leaves Tyler up. This is this is a pick pick from the heart and and not the brain here. Big Kyron Williams guy sitting in this chair. And he absolutely tanked his shit to the ground at the combine. And it, it was very sad to see. Um, spreadsheet hates him. Film still like the guy. Didn't do himself any favors. Think he really played himself out of, you know, any sort of day two possibilities with that combine. But I, that said, still really like what I see on tape. Um, pretty average athlete at best. Um, Great competitor, more quick than he is fast. Great pass catching skills. We know that can translate to something in the NFL. Uh, more to be like a third down weapon at this point. He's a pass protector, which is more of a just thing to say, but it's nice to say. So I'm going to say nice things about Kyron here. So 212, I'm fine with taking Kyron Williams. I think like you know, there, there's a world where he turns himself into having kind of like a James White career, and at this point, I'll take it. I'm a fan. Yeah, I don't mind it. You got Spaceman. I'm doing my math here. I think this is 306 that was, right? Yep, 306. Yeah, so 306. Sorry, my bad. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's, it's, we're doing <laughs> the Jordan sixes throwing me off. I yeah, have my, right my math right for the first four picks, and then I've had enough Natty Lights, and now my brain's gone. So, sorry, guys. So, so 306, like it even more. 212, I would have taken him. It hasn't gotten underplayed. <laughs> or actually, no, it has gotten underplayed, and it's that he did have his pro day and I think he ran a four, five, four, which at still at 180 pounds soaking, whatever where the hell he was not impressive, but at least it's better than a four, seven or whatever the hell he ran. So I, I think, think his official time came out and it was still higher than that. It was like a four, five, nine. So uh, faster than the four, six, three, but not much. I think he's okay. at least 195 pounds. Okay, guys. <laughs> so I'm just going to say, I don't hate that here at all because what you're choosing from here, what I'm about to choose from here are players who might never see an NFL snap. That's where we are right now is that there are players who, well, I won't say snap because there is, but like any meaningful type touches, I would not be surprised if some of these running backs just don't even make freaking rosters. That's how, how pathetic I think it is right now. And I, that's probably a little harsh here, but I'm going Pierre strong, small school guy had some decent testing, had some requisite receiving numbers, good size. And, that's yeah. That's all I got to say about Pierre Strong, and we'll see if he gets a draft capital or not. Yeah, a lot of people excited about the South Dakota State running back. Uh, you see it, you see the excitement, but I, I don't know. I'm not quite there. <laughs> okay, I am gonna pick Khalil Shakir, Boise State wide receiver here. I know that it's popular right now to be just hammering away at those running backs, and I, I do get it. I do think that Khalil Shakir is one of the few guys remaining at this point who has a decent prospect profile, both analytically and then film-wise. I know J.J. Zacharyson recently on his late-round podcast did give him a shout-out, or I guess this was a few weeks ago now, but he is a guy who you can pop depending on what you're looking at, and he has a, a shot at being a solid PPR wide receiver. So I'm going Khalil Shakir. He tested out of this pretty freaking well. I don't think anyone thought that he was going to test the way he did at the combine. And then at his pro day, he went and proved his broad jump and vertical by four inches a piece. So he just tested off the board at the same weight. So it's not like he dropped weight to do that either. So that was very impressive. So really an athletic, athletic freak that I was not suspecting. So that's, I don't hate it, Aaron, at all. 
I'm, gaining I'm actually four inches. Gaining four inches is definitely impressive. Uh, <laughs> that, way, that leaves Levi on the clock. I am going to go with Calvin Austin. I mean, we're getting late in the third year. I don't love any of these guys, but he <laughs> uh, is slider, small, 5'8", 170, uh, but ran incredibly well at the Combine. Um, great burst agility, good production at Memphis, uh, a couple of seasons over a thousand yards, uh, not in a, not a great breakout age over 21, but, um, very explosive player. Uh, also dynamic in the return game, especially on punt returns in college. He had a, a couple for touchdowns, uh, in these last couple of years. So maybe that's the way he gets involved early in the NFL and gets a chance to stick on a roster and then, uh, hopefully carves out a role. I mean, the NFL is going towards these guys that can separate and with his athleticism you know maybe he can find a way to do that so calvin austin yeah like you said it's starting to get gross and i mean at this point everyone's just going to have their guys and it, you know there's really no right or wrong answer per se uh, kevin takes jelani woods obviously a huge riser especially once everyone saw the green on the raz score uh you know we're People are getting very excited about Jelani. I've taken him in a couple of leagues. In fact, I just had a startup league where after the Raz score thing came out, I looked on waivers and he was sitting there and I, and I grabbed him in that league. So uh, I was pretty happy about that. But um, that leaves, uh, that brings me here. And what are we sitting at? 311. And John, pop quiz, John. What's the R squared for Raz for the Raz score? Oh, I'm. Probably it's nothing. To, That's what yeah. I was gonna say it, nothing that I care about, <laughs> but Twitter cares about it. The people drafting care about it. I don't care. I mean, I have athleticism in there. I have height adjusted speed score, which is, I mean, similar and uh, and stuff I'm, like I'm that. I'm joking. But. It's a very nice metric. I'm just I'm just goofing around. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna go ahead and uh, take Tyler Badi here, and uh, he is a another running back that I mean. You know, we're we're sitting here at the end of the third, so I mean, we can only get so excited about you know about these players. But he didn't really break out until the fourth year, but he broke out in a big way once he got to that point, and he did it with the full workhorse profile, with uh, uh, with you know the full running workhorse, and then going ahead and getting all the. Rece- uh, I think he had fifty four receptions, uh, so very excited to take him at the three eleven. <laughs> Keeping my trend here, going to keep rolling running backs. Going to go Pierce out of Florida. You know, he doesn't really have the production. I mean, I mean, 13 touchdowns, but not really so much the yards. Doesn't have really the the resume to be a bell cow in the NFL. But I think he's got an NFL build, um, good run style. Um, I, I think there's a really good chance that he, he's just a better NFL player than, when his, than he was a college player. And then, you know, what I like to say is not a lot of production, not a lot of carries, but there's not a lot of tread on the tires. So, I mean, he, we're, we're here in the third round. So he, he's the, my highest ranked running back left. So Pierce is getting picked. So this is what I was really excited. I did not think he'd make it back to me. When I, the way I look at running backs are, do you, do you have the, did you, could you show the traits that would make you an impact player? If you ever got the opportunity in NFL, if you were a couple, if you're an injury away, you fall in some opportunity. Can you possibly get uh, catches? Can you carry the load enough? And do you have the size and the athleticism to to worth starting in fantasy football? And Keontae Ingram, not Keontae, yeah, yeah, Keontae Ingram is that guy for me. He, I think some people have some, some people have some uh, 
some bias because he's out on the West Coast. And he had to transfer because like he came in. I think it was what back he Bijan or whatever his name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Came in and pushed him out where he he was. So he transferred out to the West Coast and nobody but all the film people who I who I listen to say that he's like Todd Foster, my co-host on Taylor Two Rivals, Zach Reed from Dynasty Dummies, very very smooth, fluent runner, and he also had requisite pass catching ability, very good speed for his size. And that, and I don't see a lot of that right here. So I'm really excited to get Keontae Ingram right here. Yeah, I've heard a lot of hype about him uh, recently. And so definitely somebody that you're probably going to get right around here in the fourth round. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick for sure. And I know Brandon Lejeune, Debbie Deep Dive, also has liked him for years and years. So not a bad pick there. I'm just going to go with Justin Ross here. So I'm just hoping that he can just get back to some of that Clemson form that he had before. I know his his profile has just really taken a hit ever since his freshman year at Clemson when he was so dominant. He was arguably better than T. Higgins. It was wild. Um, I don't know if it was all of the neck injury. He did have kind of a, a scary, um, I think it was congenital spine condition. Don't love that. But if he does pass the medicals, he's potentially a high upside shot and at this point in the draft we're just taking some upside here yeah i'd actually been eyeing ross for a little while but i just honestly he's just somebody i don't know how the nfl is going to look at him you know like people are talking about him being this amazing guy and then other people are talking about him being undrafted just because the nfl is going to look at the medicals and be like no we don't you know we don't want you but then we see you know a guy like mike williams get drafted in the first round you know it was a few years ago but uh, I don't know. It's just I, I definitely see the excitement that you're talking about uh, from the beginning of the, the college career there, though. Levi, you are up. Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Harris here out of South Carolina. Uh, he has a good size, 5'10", 221. Not an incredible athlete by any means, but decent burst at least. So he had his big breakout year in 2020 for South Carolina, over 1,000 yards, uh, 21 receptions, 159 yards on top of that. So he can catch a little bit, decent runner. Uh, his production was down 2021, but I think that was kind of explainable by the fact that they were starting a, a graduate assistant who had to be subbed in at quarterback because they were so desperate uh, and for options at quarterback this year to play in the SEC. And I can't remember where he came from, but it was some small school, a division or two below. Uh, yeah, and as Aaron points out here, some back surgery for uh, Kevin Harris. So uh, I. I don't love him, but again, here we're in the fourth, and I think to Dave's point, this is a player who, if he gets an opportunity, has the chance to put up some usable weeks for you, which is about all you can hope for kind of at this point in the draft. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I know a lot of film people, you know, obviously myself included, uh, you know, watching the YouTube highlights, uh, said that uh, Kevin Harris lost a lot of burst after that back surgery. And so, you know, maybe it's something where he's still kind of recovering. I mean, it's back surgery. It's kind of a big deal. So, you know, maybe it's one of those things where he could kind of uh, skyrocket from there. And then uh, Kevin takes, I, I believe it's Ty Chandler. I don't really know a lot about the player, honestly. Is it Tyson or Ty? I'm I, I think it's Ty. So, um, great I, I don't NBA know if it, big man. Great NBA big man. I like this picture a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody want to talk about him? Because, like I said, I really don't know a lot about him. I think some people like him. <laughs> he, this is a guy. This is a guy <laughs> that people on Twitter seem to like. 
<laughs> it's very true. Uh, it's very true. All right, so I'm going to Well, take... I will say a couple things about him. So, you know, you have Javonta Williams, and you've got uh, whatever. The, the, now I'm blanking. The other running back there. Michael Carter. Michael Carter were, was there at North Carolina. And then as soon as – and he, he still got decent rush attempts there. And as soon as they leave, he bumps up his rush attempts, and he's got the decent speed, showed some really breakaway ability, and then he and, and he kind of took over that role when he got back, and it did a good job with it. And also – had consistent receptions his entire time at North Carolina, so I think that's what we what we got there is that's that's Tyson Chandler with decent speed and size. Hey, that's good to know. So I took another running back in in Hassan Haskins uh, out of Michigan, and I feel like I'm the only person that's talking about him, or at least like possibly being a thing. So that's probably a bad thing, but. Uh... You know, it's just another player that didn't really do too much in his first couple of years, but he broke out in a big way uh, in his senior year uh, with 1,327 yards and, uh, you know, 18 receptions. Like, you know, but he has the size, 6'1", 220. Like, he has that workhorse back size. And so, you know, he could be kind of one of the last players here with that uh, prototypical size that we're looking for with running backs where he could actually get on the field and do something. Uh, you know, obviously we're talking about the fourth round, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and take him here. I'm going to buck the trend of running backs, get some orange on the board for myself. And I'm going with Greg Dulcich, UCLA tight end. Um, you know, I, I think he's an explosive athlete for seven forty. Um, not much of a blocker. Definitely have to work on that at the NFL level, but you know, he's got a good catch radius. Um, separation is solid. No, definitely a pass-catching tight end, which is what we're looking for in fantasy football. So, fine taking a shot here. Yeah, he was actually next on my list. So, John, I, I am glad you took Hassan Haskins there because he's a player that pops a lot in a lot of – he's got the size, decent work profile there, or like production profile. But I, it, it just makes me really frustrated because I cannot get – Michigan had their pro day a week ago. And they still have not released the results from that effing pro day. Oh, they wow. just won't tell anybody. Like, what? What was this pro day score? Nobody knows. <laughs> what the hell is this? It's like living in the Third Reich. Can't tell. Get a freaking pro day score? Come on, God. Hey, anyway, Dave. Sorry. I, I don't know if you've heard, but the R squared of relative athletic score is extremely low. <laughs> True. That's why I. Can't what is the R squared? Is his size adjusted speed score? What is the R? What is the R squared? It's not good. It's not okay. good. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, so I actually have no idea. I was thinking about taking the the player who got Desmond Ritter drafted so high in this in this draft, uh, his wide receiver. But I decided not to because he also sucks. And then uh, let's see here. So I'm just gonna go look. I'm gonna actually go with maybe a quarterback just because it's super. Flexed. He's literally throwing his hands up like yeah, <laughs> the, the tilt Strong. is real. I, I read a tweet. This is breaking news. I read a tweet today that people were saying, "Hey, if he didn't have." like a destroyed knee and look like a modern, like Ben Rosberger did before he retired in his, for his mobility, he would be in the first round conversation. So that's a guy that got really excited about in the fifth round at the end of the fourth round in a super flex mock. So there we go. Carson strong, baby. All that tilt, and it actually ended up being a decent pick for the fourth round. So I, <laughs> I love it. I really thought you were going to just throw some like random name out there. <laughs> That was my pick too, Dave. N- nicely done, and I think that's a that's a fair pick at this stage. Who knows? He could uh, get into a nice situation. Another guy who I'm hoping falls into a good situation is Kennedy Brooks, 
Oklahoma running back. And honestly, I really like Kennedy Brooks' upside. So, I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to be this amazing back by any means, but I am also optimistic that he can be a three-down back when he gets on the field. And he's been able to fend off some talented running backs at Oklahoma, Ramondre Stevenson, Eric Gray, no matter if you like them or don't like them, he still has been able to uh, maintain a good workload there. So Kennedy Brooks. Which means that I am going to take Jerry and Ely here with this pick. A uh, guy with a five-star pedigree coming out of high school, went to Ole Miss. A little bit undersized to be a real, uh, <laughs> a true running back in the NFL. So I think he's going to profile more as a satellite back. Uh, had a pretty good pass-catching profile in college. 32 receptions his final season at Ole Miss. So I, I think he has a chance to carve out a role in an NFL offense. And one that if you're in a PPR league could be could have some value. Yeah, um, my Debbie model was really high on Ely for a while. Um, and then, I mean, it kind of fell off. I, I think he dealt with injuries this year, if I remember correctly. But, uh, you know, definitely somebody that, like you said, the five-star pedigree and everything, pretty exciting. And then uh, Kevin takes Abram Smith, another running back. You know, this is, the like I said, this is where we're going to see a lot of running backs going off. Um, but I am actually going to buck the trend a little bit, and I'm going to take... My next small school guy, uh, I guess that's my thing now, is the small school guys, and it's uh, Romeo Dobbs, and uh, it he he has the size, he has the athleticism, he didn't really, I mean, small school, so like you know the, the production is you know kind of hit or miss is if you're going to really take it or you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt, but you know he he hit over a thousand yards receiving, he hit 17.3 yards per reception uh, in his junior season. And, you know, those are things that I really like to see showing off some of that explosiveness and especially in the fourth round. All right, Tyler, you are up. I'm gonna go with Checo. I mean, speed score is great. That's nice. I mean, I think he, he flirted with like, you know, got some pass work. You know, big, fast, catches passes at this point in time, sure. That's what I got. That's all you need in the fourth round, right? At the end of the fourth, 412. We're into the fifth. Uh, the guys in the, in the chat were, were asking, are we really doing five rounds? Hell yeah, we're really doing five rounds. Like, we're we're pulling uh, names out of hats and, and throwing darts and all that kind of good shit. So this is when I start getting pissed off at Tyler for not see I'm hitting my microphone. I'm so pissed that because he was supposed to talk for another minute and a half to make me like so I can look in my spreadsheet and try to come up with a random player that might I can say some kind of nonsensical thing and act like I knew something. But I don't know that that's right. I know some players here. I'm going to go with sincere McCormick. He didn't test as well. People were hoping. I don't even know if he gets drafted, to be honest, but his numbers (laughs) Were for his size, he had over 20 receptions, I believe, decent amount of carries at a small school. So, since you're McCormick, I respect it. And next, I'm going to take another shot at a running back, Zaquandre White out of South Carolina. He really had a good season this year. He was a former Juco guy. I mean, he's converted linebacker, so. The guy has enough size, enough athleticism. He's not like this burner, but I've also seen some kind of random accounts out there that tout him as like a top five to 10 back in this class, which was surprising uh, to me. But at the same time, might as well take a shot here this late in the draft. 
which brings us to my pick of Alec Pierce, uh, a pretty good size receiver coming out of Cincinnati, uh, 6'3", over 200 pounds. Uh, and really good testing numbers, uh, which uh, I don't know, like Dave's talked about how great uh, athleticism is as a predictor here. So we can rely on that. And I'd say that Alec Pierce is probably a future all-pro player at that size and with that type of athleticism. Wouldn't you agree, Dave? You take the words right out of my mouth, man. I love it. All right. And then uh, actually, you know, I was going to say about Alec, uh, I'm actually kind of surprised he didn't go earlier. I know a lot of people are, are pretty hyped on him. Uh, so I kind of expected him to go in the fourth or, or the third. I'm not the biggest fan, but I mean, when you, there's that much smoke, you know, I, like I said, I would expect him to go earlier than that. Uh, Kevin took Zonovan Knight, another running back. And then I'm going to take, and, and I, I really need to see Levi's expression uh, when I take this player. I need to see, uh, you know, what he thinks. I'm going to go ahead and take Samori Tor, Tori. I, I don't know exactly how to say his uh, last name. I probably, uh, can you go ahead and, and fix that for me, Levi? Tore. Tore. Okay, thank you. Samori Tore. And uh, he's getting a lot of hype right now. I've seen multiple teams bringing him in for uh, top 30 visits. And, and I mean, a People are getting pretty hyped. The dude's six foot three, runs a four four eight. Uh, he had nine hundred yards and five touchdowns in a senior season. His only season with Nebraska, which is why I was saying I wanted to see what Levi was going to think because he's a big Nebraska fan. I just in the fifth round, a, a player like getting that much hype from the actual NFL circles is somebody, and, and I mean meets a lot of the uh, requisites that I that I'm looking for. I definitely want to take that player and I've taken him in a lot of uh, drafts and, and picked them up. So he's probably going to be like my fifth round guy, I guess I would assume at this point. <laughs> yeah. He had a good season for Nebraska. He was kind of their go-to receiver and I uh, transferred from Montana to Nebraska this year is kind of a graduate transfer. So made the most of his opportunity and uh, certainly looked good in what was kind of a, I guess not a prolific Nebraska offense, but a pretty good one. Uh, even with a quarterback that wasn't a great passer. So I like Samari and I think it's a good flyer here. Love it. For me, it's going to be Ty Davis-Price, LSU. Not necessarily like the best athlete out there, but big body, physical downhill runner, breaks tackles. I think there's a world where he might be able to fight himself into some kind of rotation, maybe score some touchdowns. So I like him. He's my uh, highest uh, running back left on the board. Going to keep hammering these backs. So Ty Davis-Price. This is a guy that can run. So I have two players here that I'm still interested in. Actually, uh, I could go five or six more deep maybe. But one player that I want to talk about before I take the actual player I'm going to take, it's Letty, Letty, Letty Brown, Lede Brown. I don't know how you pronounce it. West Virginia running back. Last two seasons at a big school, had over 30 receptions, had over 18 carries per game, decent touchdown, decent yardage. The only problem was I think he had decent size too, but he came in at a 4'6", 4'40". So I'm just checking his score, his size right now, really quick. Yeah, 213, and then the 46440 at the combine, which was, and then a, th- a 30 vertical jump. I think I can jump 30 inches. I don't think so, but it sounded good for a second. Uh, and then 13, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so, but so Lede Brown was in my conversation here, but instead I want to go with the next Julian Edelman, uh, a guy down the road for me at Brown University, University in EJ Perry. Got a lot of, he's actually an Andover Mass native right down the road as well. Going to EJ Perry, who is going to sit in my taxi squad for four years, 
become Julian Edelman. And then when none of us are still playing, like doing any fantasy analysis anymore, because we're all burnt out from working a job and from, you know, trying to do this whole fancy gig that I'm going to be able to come back on Twitter that I probably deactivated my account and say, Hey, told you guys, EJ Perry pro bowl right there. Wide receiver. That's I want to know right here. I want to know what leagues have four-year taxi squads because that's uh, that's very interesting. It, it's a special rule for players with the kind of heart that EJ Perry has, and I'm trying to ah. really find him. I'm going to really scroll scroll down here. But Brown guy, Rhode Island, someone who is so big in the state of Rhode Island that, as someone who who literally lives three miles from him, never heard a word from him living <laughs> in the city of Providence. So I'm taking him here. Love it. <laughs> um. Like, how do I follow that up? I'm going to tease the listeners a little bit. Okay. We'll give you the name right away. He's two. Oh, we can't really hear you. Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, that's better. I'll tease the listeners. This is Jack Horn. He ran a 4 He was on that 20 years old. He mostly had a Yeah, we can't hear you, Aaron. Something's going on with Aaron's mic. Um, so why don't you tell us a little more about EJ Perry's face? Uh, Tyquan oh, Thornton yeah. was the big there, it looks like. He's fast. He's got, yeah, He's fast. fast. Oh, he runs a 4-2. Uh, I think that was Aaron's uh, <laughs> analysis there. <laughs> he runs a 4-2. Look, you had to take just or Justin, what was his name? Justin Ross. Who was the guy? Justin Ross? Was that the guy? Yeah, Justin Ross, yeah. You had to draft him at the end of the first, beginning of the second round in rookie drafts, and he's getting him here at the fifth round. Great move by Aaron here. (laughs) All right, Levi, who you got in this all-important fifth round of the pre-NFL mock draft? I am going to round out my squad with Jeremy Ruckert, a tight end out of Ohio State. Ohio State's offense doesn't really feature the tight end heavily, so he didn't have an incredible production profile or anything, but he did have some key plays to help them uh, in key moments over the past couple of years. Uh, decent athleticism here. I think he's a guy who is a pretty good blocker from what I've heard <laughs> and watching YouTube highlights like John. So hopefully he has a chance to get on the field uh, and kind of stick around on the roster until he gets a chance to develop that receiving part of his game that he wasn't able to show off in college. He's one of the few players that I'm willing to forgive for not having much of a production profile because of who he was playing with. Uh, so, like, he's not going to pop in in the model. But, you know, it, it's just it's one of those things where people are hyped about him. I, I think I've seen some people have him as their tight end one uh, in the class. And, you know, like, especially in the fifth round, uh, you know, there's when you're playing with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and JSN, there's probably a good reason why you're, you're not producing much. <laughs> yep. Uh, Kevin is not on, uh, not on sleeper. So I don't know if he's going to make this final pick or not. He, he might've finally given up once he saw our squads, you know, he just, uh, he was like, nah, I, I can't compete with this. No fifth round pick is going to, especially after he saw you take record. He was like, nah, I'm, I'm out. Um, so we'll go ahead. Uh, last year you got booked this year. You get pimped if you don't make a pick. So I will give him, uh, I forget his first name, but it's Pimpleton is the last name. Uh, Khalil Pimpleton will be his uh, his pick if he times out in 23 seconds, which he's not on, so I'm assuming he will. That is get, exciting. Get him pimped. Get him pimped. That is exciting. I. Oh, my gosh. Is it I, pimped or pimpled? <laughs> Maybe yeah, it is Matt pimpled. Walton. Matt Walton favorite right there. 
right, he got pimped or pimpled. He got pimpled. I, I like that better now, actually. All right, so he got pimpled. I uh, I honestly thought that I was done, but I'm not. Uh, so we, I'm going to take another quarterback that, uh, once again, I have not heard too many people be a fan of, uh, but he does kind of show up. Maybe it's, uh, now when I say show out, like he, he's not overly exciting or anything like that, but he's the next quarterback on the board for me. So in the fifth round, I'll go ahead and, and take the, the shot here. And it's Brock Purdy. Um, I think that he's decent. And I mean, he's probably not going to get any kind of draft capital. I think he, I've seen him uh, mocked in the like seventh or something like that. So I, I'll just go ahead and take a quarterback here and hope for the best. Uh, knowing that I'll probably be dropping him, or he'll just sit on my uh, four-year taxi squad like Spaceman was talking about. Such a good freshman year, and he just never progressed, it seemed like. Yeah, and I mean, I was actually listening to a C2C pod uh, yesterday, and they were talking about Purdy and how he, he started out so hot in his freshman year, and then just nothing really happened. But they were kind of talking about how the team wasn't all that spectacular. I don't know enough about him to know why or how or, or when or who or anything like that. But I just know that like he his his production profile is actually decent. And so, like I said, I, I'm willing to take a shot here at 5'11". I'm going to send us home with Snoop Connor. Good, na- good name. Um, I think I, I watched a little bit of his tape recently. I think he's got good vision and balance. He definitely has some things he needs to work on. But uh, at the end of here, I'll close it out with Snoop Connor, another running back. Feel all right with it. Ultimate professional right there. Move from from Tower, keeping his back on track. I like to see that from the JWB crowd. Hey, way to go, man. That's what we're about here. We're just representing everywhere. Just 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 being champions. Sorry, I was muted. Uh, we kind of dove right in uh, when we got started because I didn't know how long everything was going to take. And I know Spaceman has to get back to dad duty. But uh, I wanted to know, is there anything that really stood out to you? Like anyone fall or was anyone like a major reach in uh, on the draft board? I can bring the draft board back up if you'd like, um, if you can see that. I don't think Malik Willis is going to fall that far in most rookie drafts. I think that was probably the biggest one yep. that stuck out to me. I also think and, getting Pickett at 206, I think, for me, was a pretty pretty good steal. I mean, I don't like him, but, I mean, this dude is going in the first round. I, I mean, first round of the NFL drafts, I, I rarely see him go past 202. Yeah, I, I agree with both of those. And also Christian Watson going in the third round. You know, I don't think that's going to happen very often. I mean, people are talking about him going in the first round of, of you know, like late first and stuff like that. So, um that doesn't mean that we're wrong. I, th- I think we did it right, honestly, with all of it. <laughs> if you've listened to my podcast, you know that I'm not the biggest Willis or Watson fan, but I, uh, I, I don't think that this is necessarily how you know it's going to go in your draft per se. But that doesn't mean it can't. I mean, that's a great thing about doing multiple mocks and everything. Um, I mean, honestly, everything else seemed pretty. I, mean, I don't want to say chalky, but like pretty normal. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, you know, obviously we started getting into the nitty gritty there in the fourth and fifth round. So, you know, that's where things will probably change and people are just going to take guys they've, you know, heard some guy like Matt Waldman talk about or, or whatever. Um, was there anyone, was there anyone left off the board that you're like, man, I wish I had drafted them instead? No, no, not so 
forward, but I do think that there were a couple guys I was eyeing up, like a CJ Verdell or Deshaun Corbin, or running backs, but I think they have a role at the next level, but nobody too big. And my um, has Jalen Weidermeyer, Texas A&M tight end fallen, huh? With just his poor testing and everything. Oh, no. I, I actually, I mean, I, I kind of already took a, a bunch of tight ends, so I – or I'm like the tight end guy because I, I really like Likely. I, I really like McBride. Um, and so I didn't really feel like I could take Weidemeyer there. But he is on my list. You know, like I, I want to take him. But, man, that five-second five 40 time is just a killer. And I wonder if it's going to kill him in the NFL draft. What really stood out to me, too, I really, really liked Levi's pick of Brian Robinson. Uh, usually he's falling sometimes, especially a couple weeks ago, he was falling to the middle of the third round and to get him there in the second round is I think a great place to, be, to take him. I would not be shocked that he, we're going to be looking back and he should be going at the beginning of the second round. That's how, because of the draft cup he's going to get. And from the Alabama, the procedure, the program, his size, he ran a four, a four, five, 40, like, you know, with, you know, four, five and change 40 at that size. And he could, he caught the ball. I know there were some dump offs and whatever, but that's a, I think it's a really smart pick, and I think people are, are overlooking him because he's going to get touches in the NFL. And we can't say that for a lot of the other running backs that are going the second, the end of the second, third round of these rookie picks, Brian Robinson really stands out to me as a player. So hats off to Levi for taking him there. I mean, it's a great pick. I, I was, I was going to take him. I usually hammer him at the 212 every time and I get him. I would have probably taken him at the 206 if Pickett wasn't there. So I'm 100% agreeing. Yeah, it's bizarre that he's the one Alabama running back that isn't getting the benefit of the doubt, despite what he did last year. I wouldn't be shocked if he's – I think he's a better running back than freaking Damian Harris. I'll, I'll say it right here. He's a better all-around running back than Damian Harris. I'll go there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is tough to to knock uh, Alabama running backs for, you know, starting or, like, hitting late, you know, when you have all those studs and everything. So uh, I definitely don't mind the pick there at, at all. Um, in fact, I'm probably a little too low on him. But, you know, I, I guess I kind of want to see where the draft capital is. Um, but I think once the NFL sees that helmet, you know, that they probably will draft him pretty early. Uh, but this is a lot of fun. Had a great time, guys. And I, uh, Aaron wants to know if, um, if, if they played together, Harris and... Uh, Brian Robinson. They probably did because Robinson's a fifth-year player, isn't he? I mean, they, they've had to have played together. So uh, They showered I'm together, assuming. actually. They showered together oh. in locker room. Yeah, yeah, it happened. <laughs> so maybe maybe uh, Robinson will be drafted by the Patriots, and then they can shower together again. And, you know, everyone can just fall in love with uh, another Patriots running back, you know, Ramondre Stevens, Seasonson, or whatever the hell he's, it is. <laughs> All right, so we did not really get into like introductions or anything at the beginning, but let's go ahead and do some outros. Levi, thank you for joining us. Great draft. Uh, where can we find you? What are you up to? I am at Levi underscore Valentine on Twitter, so go follow me there. I try to tweet occasionally some fantasy-relevant things. And then uh, I also do podcast, Fantasy Players Club podcast. We haven't done an episode in a while, so we need to get back in the saddle. But uh, if you want to go subscribe to that on your favorite podcast player, we're out there. Absolutely. Tyler, tell us all about yourself. You can find me on Twitter at FFTylero. You can find the majority of my uh, fantasy football content at JW Fantasy Football. And then during the season, I do DFS uh, for the Dynasty War Zone as well. Very nice. Spaceman. A lot of people know at... you, but go ahead. No, no, no. But you can find me at FF underscore Spaceman on Twitter. Check me out on Patreon. I have a lot of spreadsheets, I think, that are very useful. Uh, 
a t- you know, check out my spreadsheets. They, they, a lot of them are free. But I actually want to say a cu- two things. One, actually three things. One, John, thank you for having me back on the Monaco Dynasty. It's been a little bit, it's been a hot minute. I was up there in guest appearances in the, the ranking list. I have fallen down the rankings. I hope I can start working my way back up because I always have a good time podcasting with you, friend. So thanks for having me. And then, and also, yeah, I'll stop there. And then uh, also everyone here, Levi, Tyler, Aaron, I, if, if people are still watching and listening, I really enjoy these people. These are my fantasy friends. I, I, I hang out with them on Friday. I'm in DMs with them on Fridays. On Fridays, we do happy hour together. Uh, they make my fantasy experience better. I, I, can, I can bounce ideas off of them. I really respect their knowledge of the game. And I really enjoy... I enjoy spending my free time. This is my free time. I really enjoy spending it with them. So hats off to them and the, our whole happy hour crew because they fantasy means a lot to me and they make it better for me. So I really hats off to them. And then finally, I want to say big shout out to my man, Aaron Wilcox. Popping the fucking question this week. Congrats oh, yeah. on the engagement. I'm not sure if that's All popping right. on. I might have to edit this out. That's not. That's not. Let's go. Let's Congratulations, go. Aaron, dude. I think you're an amazing individual. You're a doc. You, you have your doctorate in uh, PT or you know whatever you want to call it. I don't know. You're some jibber jabber. But uh, I, a lot of respect for you, man. And I'm so happy for you and where your life's going, man. So hats off. Cannot wait for where your, your life's going, man. Really happy for you, man. Absolutely. Congrats to Aaron. I actually kind of forgot about it, but I mean, that's nothing to forget about. Uh, very excited. Uh, I did want to say Spaceman, uh, you know, you were saying how you had kind of fallen off of the, like the most, uh, guest appearances and everything list. Uh, I, I did invite you to come on to the Monocle last week and you turned me down. So maybe if you don't do that, you might keep up on the list. Uh, I, take I don't know. All nice fucking things. I just said about these motherfuckers I them all <laughs> off the board after that comment from John. All right. All right. Damn it. All right, Aaron, tell us all about it. And, and also, uh, you know, congrats again, but, uh, you know, how'd it all go? Well, great. Again, thank you for the kind words there, Dave. Uh, thanks, John. I, I really appreciate that. And yeah, the proposal was great. I'm now engaged. Um, super happy. So yeah, that was great. And then as far as you know, the fantasy content, such a fun thing to do inside with you guys. Happy to talk and break down these these players. And you can find my work. Um, I'm, I'm always on the Debbie devotional with John and DeShane's um, on the, the Monocle Dynasty podcast series. So you can find out uh, our podcast there and, and we'll podcast again soon about some campus Canton and, and Debbie content. Yeah, and I actually hung out with Aaron and his fiance about a month ago. So I'd like to think that I was the one. He saw how happy I was with my wife and everything. I'm the reason why you know he's he's getting married now. You know, you can clearly see it in his eyes. Um, you know, I see it as, hey, this is what's out here, honey. You better fucking marry me. That's what's out here. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, if, if yeah, if she did, she did witness the first uh, twenty minutes of me trying to set up that uh, that canopy. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that was it. All right, we're, we're off the rails here. Let's go ahead and get out of here. I appreciate you guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed the pod. Uh, obviously, we didn't go too in, into detail about or in depth about these players. Uh, but if you want any more info, uh, reach out to any of us and we're always uh, willing to talk. But uh, thank you again. And we're going to go ahead and cash out.